Sometimes a man can almost smell trouble coming. Town Marshal Sam Judge could. He smelled it now. One minute he'd been dozing in the chair outside the law office with his stovepipes up on the hitch rack, letting the pre-dawn chill chase the last sleepy cobwebs from his mind. The next he'd tensed almost imperceptibly and slid his calm gray eyes to scan his immediate surroundings. He saw nothing, no other signs of life anywhere. Yet. Five minutes later, he heard the sound of horses' hooves in the distance. Two minutes after that, six riders appeared at the end of First Street. Sam didn't move a muscle, but stayed exactly where he was, watching them from beneath his hat brim, to all intents and purposes, still asleep. He couldn't make out many details at first, because they were coming in from the east and they had the sun, just climbing above the jagged Sangre de Cristos, ten or fifteen miles away, behind them. But he saw that they were fanned out, riding stirrup to stirrup and coming on at a walk. He watched them ride closer. Their horses, he saw, were a mixture of duns and bays and paints, none of them in particularly good condition, and the men riding them looked just as backbent and weary. Four of them were white, one a Mexican, the sixth a black feller. They favored standard range gear, Levi's, check shirts, vests. The Mechs wore a fancy pair of woolly chaps, the Negro a heavy broadcloth jacket. All of them wore guns, their hats were broad-brimmed and pulled low. One of them sported rust-colored whiskers and tight black gloves. Another wore two guns and a finely tooled weapons belt. One man the marshal noticed in particular because of the sharp-roweled Spanish colonial spurs on his high-heeled boots and the puffed scars they'd left on his bay's underbelly. Not one of them was older than twenty-five summers, he decided. But now that they were abreast of him, he saw the old men's eyes in their otherwise youthful faces and knew that each had likely seen more bloodshed than many a man twice their age. Curiously, he found himself pitying them. Then they'd ridden past. Sam followed them with his eyes, not moving his head lest they tumble to the fact that he'd been watching them all along. They reined in about two hundred feet down the street, cooled their saddles at the corner of First and Porter, and tied their animals to the hitch rack outside Katie Larimer's Greasy Spoon Cafe. Sitting as still as a statue, the marshal heard the clatter their boots made on the boardwalk. One of them say something, another one laugh. Then the bell above Katie's door jangled and the door itself closed behind them. After that, silence. That early, First Street was still empty. In another half hour, the stores would open up and Austin Springs would get just as busy as it did every other day, save Sundays and Christmas. Right then, though, the town was still quiet enough for Sam to hear the Rio Grande chuckling by a quarter of a mile outside the town limits and listen to a flock of wild geese crossing the cloud-free sky like a living arrowhead. 
quiet enough to sit and wonder about the six hellions who'd just ridden in. Of course, he didn't know for a fact that they were firebrands. They weren't exactly wearing signs. But as a veteran peace officer, Sam guessed he'd spent enough years locking horns with similar types to believe he'd correctly read this little crew for what it was.